Here is what I need from you. What's cracking? I'm Jim Rome. I need some ATPs. We have an ATP segment coming up at the bottom of the hour, so hit me up. If there's something you want to ask me, ask the pros. We will do that at the bottom of the hour. We are efforting, and I'm about to find Foyer Aluakon, Jacksonville Jaguar linebacker, will be joining us momentarily. Also, what I need from you is a telephone call or two that's usable, that gets on the air. one 636 8686 I think by now you understand I could do this for days and weeks and months, an entire year without a phone call. I can't. I get calls every single day, but we're really selective about who gets on the air. If you can make it better, you're going to get on the air. Keep that in mind. Hit me up. It's toll free. And we'll get back to that momentarily. But as promised, we are, in fact, joined by a linebacker for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's in his second season for the Jags, his sixth year overall in the league. He played his college ball at Yale. He led the NFL in tackles in 2021 and last season. This year, he is fourth in the league with 119 tackles already to go along with two and a half sacks. He's got an INT. The Jags are 8-3. and three. They're in first place in the AFC South. They've got the Bengals on Monday Night Football. I know Duval is hyped on that. We're joined right now by Foyer Aluakon. Foyer, great to have you back. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Great to have you back. So let me ask you, the Jags won their divisional showdown with the Texans in a game that came right down to the wire. What were your biggest takeaways from that dub, and how good do you feel about this team after 11 games? Um, there are a lot of things to learn from in that, in that win. It was good that we were able to ground out a win. Um, I think we could have all played you know, a little bit cleaner football in that win, but you know, in order to, to get out of there with a the divisional win and then uh, increase our lead and, and for, for first place was, was great. And now coming into this game for, for Monday night, you know, um, a lot at stake just to keep a, a further lead in the division. But, you know, a primetime game for, for Jacksonville. So putting our best foot forward and keep winning games, you know, we're, we're competing for uh, first place in the whole AFC. And let's not love a primetime game for Jacksonville and for Duval and for the fans and, you know, for the players, of course, as well. We'll get to that in a minute. Let me ask you about that game also. In Knowing the fact that Houston scored 37 in their Week 3 win in Jacksonville and that C.J. Stroud is just kind of a different dude anyway, defensively, what were your main priorities and objectives going into that rematch? Um, we knew we had to take away, you know, first stop the run, then take away a lot of the quick throws that he likes to do, um, being in the right places, and then being able to plaster when he makes a uh, – time for himself in the pocket or out of the pocket a lot of routes get open down the field so one being on good communication all the way through the game and then being able to outlast their receivers and and their plays i mean he did a great job of escaping a lot of our rushes um in the game so be able to coordinate our rushes a little bit better going forward in the season but then being able to plaster onto these routes as they keep going longer and longer than we're expecting is kind of the way you know we came out with the win there Foyer, Luakon is joining us once again. So speaking of quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence got the better of Stroud in that game, and that gives you a two-game lead in the division. With Trevor throwing for a season-best 364-yard Sunday, do you feel like he's peaking as you get ready for the stretch run? Um, you know, it's a week-to-week thing. I think he's played well these past two games. Um, you know, I know he's a great quarterback, able to do a lot of things on the run and and uh, use his feet, athleticism, and makes pinpoint throws and stuff. So hopefully he's peaking, but it's week to week. We're always compare, uh, trying to get better as the year goes on. So uh, let's, let's not peak too soon. Let's get better and better every week. 
That makes sense. I get that. So you're the leader of that linebacker room. I want to ask you about Devin Lloyd. He was last year's first-round pick. How big of an impact is he having defensively now, and how pleased are you with how things are going on your side of the ball? I hear you. You want to clean a few things up, but what do you make of his play this year and the play of the unit overall? Yeah, it's... um... He's doing great this year. Uh, a lot of energy out there, uh, flying around, making plays in the ball, um, cleaning up a lot of run fits and stuff, communicating with me about what he's expecting to see. Uh, we're playing a lot cleaner, a lot faster than the last year. So uh, we keep going together, growing together. Sky's the limit for us. But we're playing you know, pretty good football now. I want to ask you something. You were recently announced as the Jags nominee for the Art Rooney Sportsmanship Award. And what that is, that's given to the NFL player who best demonstrates fair play, respect for the game, integrity and competition. My man, you're a Yale man, so I know you won't mind me getting a little philosophical about it. But how do you balance the ferocious nature of the gig with playing the game the right way as that nomination reflects? Um, you can't can't disrespect the game. Um, you know, I'm, I'm there to do my job. And I know the other team is there to do theirs. Uh, and I like, you know, everybody to be at their best while playing. So, uh, you know, in my style, on my side, I'm putting my best foot forward every, in my preparation, lifting, film study, all that. And I know the other guys are trying to, you know, complete their job as well. But um, it's all in competition. Uh, I can't really, you know, get too butthurt about, you know, people trying to do their job. I'm just trying to best them, though. So, um I expect everybody's best foot forward, and you know whatever happens in that, I expect it as part of the game, but I'm trying to beat you all the time, so expect that from me too. Excellent use of the phrase, butthurt. I'm very happy with you. Nice job. <laughs> Foyer Luakon joining us. I love it. Listen, I get that you're about team goals. What I don't get is how you have not been named to the Pro Bowl yet, especially with somebody who has led the league in tackles in back-to-back seasons. I mean, it... If those who know, know, and they do, why do you think you haven't gotten that nod yet? I mean, I didn't come in the league um, with a lot of notoriety about me. So if I do do things well, um, it's kind of labeled already that uh, I'm, I was XYZ player. So as I got better and I started doing things better, um, they kind of thought if I could do it, then other people who had that notoriety could probably do it. So I think that's kind of uh, haunting me as I go further in the league. But you know, me not getting a Pro Bowl, it's a blessing because every every year I get to get re-motivated, re-energized to see what I need to do better in order to, you know, get notoriety or respect that I want. Now, will that end up in a Pro Bowl? Um, maybe, maybe not. But every time that I feel a little bit disrespected at the end of the year, I think it's a blessing because I get to see how I get better. And uh, every year I, w- I step on the field, I want to get- be a better player. I think what's interesting, you mentioned the word labels, labels. Man, labels stick, don't they? Fair or not, they stick. Guys get labeled a certain way and they stick. Now, you might say, I don't really give a damn. I can't control that. I don't care. But if you get labeled coming in, it tends to stick, doesn't it? Right, right. I mean... Uh, it's, not, it's no secret, really. A lot of um, guys will get more notoriety, a little bit more boost when they do something. If somebody else, you know, who doesn't have that boost, does it, it doesn't really get talked about. That's just how the league goes. That's how uh, this business goes. But you gotta gotta control what you can control. Play how you play. Um, you know, it is what it is at this point. But all I can do is get better. Foyer Aluakon is joining me. So you've got an extra day to get ready for that Monday night matchup with Cincinnati. The Jags fans are going to have all Monday to get ready for that game, if you feel me. What kind of an environment and atmosphere are you expecting Monday night in Duval for a game that the entire nation will be watching? Um, You know, Monday night, 
Uh, you know, fortunately, we were able to have a, a kind of was it a Saturday night game for a playoff spot last year um, with the Titans. So I'm kind of expecting something like that. Very energized around the city. Um, you know, the game was electric, loud. You know, fought hard all the way to the end for the win. Uh, but exactly what Jacksonville needs. I mean. Uh, they got a lot of pride in the, in the Jaguars, especially when we're doing well. So to treat them with a Monday night game on prime time, you know, feel this energy, I think it's great for the city. All right, so one last thought. What are you expecting from a Bengals offense that does not have Joe Burrow but does still have weapons and is still dangerous? What are you expecting from them offensively? Yeah, I mean, they, like you said, they have a lot of weapons. They're still very dangerous uh, offensive team. Um, I was able to watch some of their last game and still run the same routes and stuff. So we really have to – you know, stop the run with uh, with Nixon, Nixon back there. Um, stop the run with him because he's a very you know dynamic running back. And then obviously in the, in the past game they got uh, Jamar Chase um, and uh, the rest of the receiving core. So um, we have to be able to handle you know the quick game, the deeper routes, the play action shots off of that, uh, off of their run game. I mean, but it, we have a lot to handle uh, coming up to this game. Big game. Jags are 8-3. They're in first in the AFC South. That's a Monday night matchup. That's prime time. Jacksonville and Cincinnati. Foyer Aluakon led the league in tackles in 21 and last year. Fourth overall this year. Having another big season. Foyer, appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. Good luck on Monday. Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me on. Always good to have you. A Yaley. Duval. Duval. He's right. They love the Jags. They love the Jags when they're average. They love the Jags when they're below average. And, man, they love the Jags when they're good. And they made it to the postseason last year. You know they're better for that. I'm not saying that you can't win unless you've been there before. I'm saying it helps a hell of a lot to have been there before. And then you understand what you're up against. You understand the process. You understand how much more aggressive, how much faster everything is, how different everything is. There is a process to it. I'm not saying that you can't just show up, even as a wild card, and make a deep run. It's happened before. I'm saying it's a benefit to have been there before. They have been there before, and they're setting it up for another run this year. I thought it was interesting what he said about Trevor Lawrence. When I said, do you think that he's starting to peak at the right time? As you start to make that run, he goes, you know what? It's week to week. Not for him, but for everybody. It's week to week. We are open phones the rest of the way. So what I'm looking for from you, and yes, I'm looking for something from you. A good telephone call, a good submission, something good on the X, good email, something that makes it better. If you want to respond to anything I've gotten into, Jack Savage is related to a member of the College Football Selection Committee. I didn't know that. A famous member of the committee. If I'm not mistaken, Jack, next time you talk to Grandpa, Grandpa used to come on the show back in the day, I would imagine. Grandpa, look at Augustus. I mean, almost everybody used to come on the show at one point. I've done this thing long enough. But I'm sure Chris Alt was somebody that we had on back in the day. I have immense respect for him. I had no idea you were related to him, but always respected him as a football man, administrator, Somebody who helped revolutionize the game. And Jack's on record as saying, if you say anything negative about any of his selections, I will fight you. The internet is ink, dude. I should have told you that when you got here. I should have warned you about that. You cannot scrub the internet. The internet is an ink. We've talked about that. We talked about 
the in-season tourney. I thought it was so lame until I saw guys getting extremely butthurt. I love a Yaley using the phrase butthurt. That was cool. Until I saw guys getting butthurt, intentionally fouling in a 32-point game with seven minutes to go, guys getting dragged around the floor by their throat. It was at that point that I said, you know what? Maybe I'm the one who's got this all wrong. Maybe this is not the wackest thing ever, but the best thing ever. Tip of the hat to you, ears. Packer drumming. Good stuff. I want to finish that thought, too. Albie, I don't know if you have this. I pulled some sound that I want you to have from Jason Kidd. You know, you might be saying, Rome, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Thanks, Albie. A positive take on the NBA in-season tourney? The hell is wrong with you, Rome? I mean, you flip-flop on everything now. You've gone soft. What's next? Hey, Rome, you like the ref show now? You like the refs now? Yeah, no, never. Don't worry about that. There's certain things I will never flip on. I'm not going to flip on that. Don't worry about that. That's never changing. However, never is the fact... I'll tell you what else is not changing. The fact that I'm always changing and evolving and growing and most importantly, keeping an open mind and keeping it positive. Listen, what I'm trying to say to you is you don't have to hate on everything. You don't have to hate on things. Good life lesson for you up and coming journos. In fact, this is a good life lesson for everybody, regardless of age and regardless of what they do. Everything you say or thumb out on social does not have to be hate. It doesn't. Jason Kidd, I thought, put this perfectly in a presser last night. He wasn't talking about the in-season tournament per se, but he was telling the media that things don't always have to be negative for no reason. And I'm giving you a f-ing answer. <laughs> Like, um, you guys, you know, there's all right to write positive stuff. People will read your positive <laughs> You don't always have to be negative, right? Like, it's, it's just the world's already negative enough, right? So let's see some positive stuff on some positive people that are playing, doing their job on a nightly basis. Preach, dude. I mean, what a great line that was. I love that. Alvin, get ready again, but I'm giving you an effing answer. It's all right. I love that he's giving us permission. It's all right to write positive stuff. And I love that he's making it clear. Believe it or not, people will read positive stuff. We know negative sells, but people, so does positive. People will read positive stuff. You don't always have to be negative. To his point, the world is negative enough. Can we see some positive stuff on some positive people. And I'm giving you a f-ing answer. <laughs> like, I'm t- you guys, you know, there's all right to write positive stuff. People will read your positive <laughs> You don't always have to be negative, right? Like, it's, it's just the world's already negative enough, right? So let's see some positive stuff on some positive people that are playing, doing their job on a nightly basis. Yeah, like me, Jay. You don't have to tell me. I just did a whole positive take on the in-season tournament. Something I was not positive on. Man, what he said. And what I always say. Hate 
is the new dopamine, but it shouldn't be. It doesn't have to be. Like my man Jocko Willing says, it's one of my favorite lines, earn your dopamine. Earn your dopamine. What's he mean by that? Get out and move. Do some burpees. Work out. Throw some weights around. Earn your dopamine is one of my favorite lines. One of my favorite lines also is, hate is the new dopamine. I made that up. It's too bad that's true. Jocko's line is better. Earn your dopamine. Hate is not earning dopamine. It may be your dopamine, but you didn't earn it. You, you stole it. You don't it's lazy. have to be negative. You don't have to be negative. I love the way he said, I'm just answering your bleeping question. And I'm giving you a answer. I'm giving you a bleeping answer. People, it was so great. He said, people will read your positive bleep. They will. People will read your positive Like, if you read this stuff, like, oh, I'm not reading that. That's positive. I hate this, man. This is lame. Get that out of my face. Click. Close out of that window. Put the phone down, man. That's positive. I'm not having that. He's right. I'm a great example of it. See, I'm a better man. Not like Jay Stu's better man. I'm a better man because I admit it. I hated the idea of an in-season tournament. I thought it was stupid, honestly, and lame. But I kept an open mind. I watched it. I watched it. I saw it unfold, and now I love it. I'm saying positive things about it. All right, so there you go, clones. Now ask yourself, what can you do to say something positive? What can you do to make it better? It's all about energy. Like, Yogi Roth came in, great energy. You don't have to appreciate his takes. I know some of you in the SEC did not. Think that he and I are West Coast honks. We are. That's what we do, man. Just like that's what you do. We're defending our turf. But Yogi understands energy. Energy is like the most important thing in the world. Man, have good energy. Have positive energy. Be upbeat. Do your job, clones. Your job is to make this show better. My job is to give you a good show every single day. I do that. I'm doing my job. Do yours now. You have your number. You know where to find me on the X. You know where to email me. Hey, I need ATPs. I need ATPs. No no offense, Eddie. I need ATPs from somebody not named Edward Marino. I need ATPs from somebody not named Brent in PC. Bella, you can hit me up. But how about somebody else? What do you want to ask? Georgia v. Alabama Saturday. What happens if Bama wins that game? I don't think they will, but what if they do? My my reaction to that is... It's Alabama every week. If Alabama beats Georgia, Jack Savage will fight somebody. That's what I think the reaction is going to be. No, but could they? Could the committee leave them both out when the CFP is nothing but about the SEC year after year after year after year? What if Bama beats Georgia? Does that cancel them both out? That'd be something. <laughs> hey, Jack. 
<laughs> if that were to happen, I would not go on your phone. Unless you were prepared to fight lots of people. You might not go into your phone. All right. Stay tuned. I don't want to be... I mean, we already got Michigan men against the world. Because that's just something in their own mind. I don't want it to be actually Jack Savage fighting the world. Actually. That's my concern. I mean, where else am I going to find a guy who knows everybody to replace him? Be smart about this, Jack. All right. Stay tuned. ATP coming up. Phone call is coming up. And more. Don't go anywhere. Also, also, I may go off the board with something. And I just want to give you a heads up. If you're one of those, how do I put this? Losers. It's over the age of 12 and is obsessed with Disneyland. I got something for you. Loser. And you're not going to like it. And if you're over the age of 12 and you're still obsessed with D-Land, you are a loser. Loser. Hey, Rome, that's pretty harsh calling somebody a loser. Unless it's true. I've got an example. All of that. That's what's known as a tease in the business. All that coming up. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. For the ones who get it done, Granger is offering supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Car click Granger.com or stop on by. So let me say this. Before I do this, I know that a couple of you will say, hey, Rome, that, that's it. That's it. This is something very important to me, and we have lifelong memories, and what you just said is really, really offensive. I'm done. To which I would say, don't let the door hit you. Now I'm done. See ya. So let me just be straightforward about this. Disneyland, as you may or may not know, is just not my bag. Disneyland is for kids. It's for children. I don't need to be walking around a crowded ass, crowded ass amusement park surrounded by 40 to 50-year-old adults. Wearing mouse ears. It's just not my jam. Really sorry and not sorry at all. The most magical place in the world can kiss my ass. So why do I bring this up again? Again, you ask? Because of what just happened not far from this very studio at none other than Disneyland. And if you thought that I was not a fan of the rat, Er, mouse, and his amusement park prior, after I saw this, I can all but guarantee, no, I can guarantee, I will never, ever go back to D-Land ever again. And I probably wouldn't have anyway, but especially after this. Check out this report from CBS News LA, because I myself could not do it justice. Check out this from the newscast. A streaker was arrested at Disneyland yesterday. Look, I mean, the cell phone video shows a naked man going into the canal of It's a Small World, the attraction there. More video shows park security and police carrying the man out. 
Anaheim police tell the LA Times the man was arrested for suspicion of indecent exposure and being under the influence of a controlled substance. You want to know what's worse than a Disney adult? A butt-ass naked Disney adult. A naked man. There is video circulating around on the X and TikTok that you can find. Like Coach Prime, it ain't hard to find. Although I would suggest you not look. Because you got this butt-ass naked dude taking a stroll through It's a Small World like he owns the damn place. Just like he's taking laps in the river like he's Michael Phelps. I mean, what the hell, Disneyland? Clean up your house, rat. If this is how you're trying to sell your park these days, I want nothing to do with it. You can keep that Disney adult entertainment and take it someplace else. And my dude, whoever you are. A naked man. The hell is your problem? This is... I mean, it's not my jam at all, but it's a family park for little-ass kids and a bunch of middle-aged losers, but mostly little-ass kids. The hell are you doing stripping down, causing a scene that nobody wants to see? It's one thing to get hyped up and go to Disneyland as an adult and wear those rat ears on your head. That's bad enough. Really bad. That's weird. That's bizarre. And as I mentioned, there's actually a word used to describe behavior like that. And I thought long and hard about that word before I spit it out. Loser. You're a loser. Loser. This, though, is something totally different. This is taking it to a totally different level. Taking it to a totally different disturbing level. This dude's out here drinking the canal water. And basically taking a damn bath on It's a Small World. Going into the canal. In the middle of broad daylight. Make that make sense. The only way that makes sense and the only explanation for that is as no surprise to anybody whatsoever. This dude was high as a kite. Yeah, no way. Some rando. Some rando decided that tripping hard or rolling face Decided to do it at the amusement park. No way. When does that ever happen? Come on, man. I don't care how many drugs are coursing through your veins. Keep your damn clothes on. Keep your damn clothes on in front of the kids. And like, my dude, why did you choose to get full butt-ass naked on It's a Small World? To the canal of It's a Small Why that ride? Thunder Mountain didn't want any of that. Were the pirates of the Caribbean's water too cold for you? What? No love for the Matterhorn. What, you think you're better than Space Mountain? Jungle Cruise too slow? Why did you choose to trip sack on It's a Small World? I know those animatronic dolls are creepy as hell, but get a hold of yourself, dude. You know what you got to do next? You got to go to a Bills game. Get with the mafia. Find that one dude that covered himself in human excrement. You wouldn't be in a porta potty jumping inside it, covering yourself with 
human excrement. You wouldn't be doing that. This is a very isolated issue. Right. Like that dude at Disneyland. Something tells me you two would be brohams. As for you, Disneyland, man, clean it up, mouse. Clean it up, mouse. I don't care if you knew about this incident or not. It happened in your house, under your roof. It falls on you. You know, just like that bag Jim Harbaugh and that elaborate sign-stealing scandal. I don't give a damn if he knew about it or not, although I find it impossible to believe that he didn't know about it. But even if he didn't, still on him. It's a wee fence. It's his house. This is on you, mouse. It's a nut job in the water. There's a nut job in the water. There's a nut job in the water. There's a nut, nut job. Get the hell out of here, you nut job. Only good news from this. At least security will close that annoying ride. Parents have an excuse when their screaming toddler wants to get on that thing for the 50th time. Sorry, Johnny, some perv tripping sack jumped in the water, and your small world is now unsavory world. Let's go to Galaxy's Edge before some naked kook jumps in the Millennium Falcon and ruins that too. It's a nut job world after all, freak. You know, in amusement parks, when they take pictures of losers coming down the whatever ride they're on, the roller coaster, and they get their hands up and their mouths are agape, and they hide the cameras like in the wall, and then you walk off and they already have the picture waiting for you, and they jam you up, and they want pictures. Yeah, why don't you give us a picture of that nut job? I bet they don't have those for sale. I bet nobody's snapping pictures of that moron. Way to go, D-Land. You've done it again. Imagine you get off the ride and it's just this display of this naked dude doing the backstroke in the canal. Here's a pic. You want that in a 4x6? You want that in an 8x12.5? Yeah, I'll take one of everything. You want to just download that straight to the phone? You know how everybody's like, yeah, man, I had a bad night. We've all had bad nights. All we've, we've all had nights that we're not proud of. You're like, that'll happen. That got away from me. That's not what that is. Broham will never live that down. A naked man. All right, so when... <clears throat> Imagine going to this guy. Hey, yo, yo. You know what the happiest place on earth is? Disneyland. You want to go there? Yeah, let's not get into that. Why? It's Disneyland. It's the happiest place in the world. Yeah, let's not get into that just now. No, I want to get into it right now. Let's go. Yeah, I'm not allowed to go there anymore. Let's not get into What do you mean you're not allowed to go there anymore? It's the happiest place in the world. They let everybody go there. That's, that's part of the problem with that place. They let everybody in. You can't even move. The whole world is inside those gates. Yeah, except for me. Why? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute, dude. Did you cut a line? No, I didn't cut a line. Dude, did you litter? 
No. Did you try to cross that parade they do at night? No. So what did you do, man? It's Disneyland. Wait a minute. You were the a-hole on the news I saw. Yeah, never mind. When we come back, how about some ATPs? Yeah, I know. I know. I know I lost a few of you fans. Listen, we have friends that are about that life. I have friends that do cruises, like Disney-themed cruises. I have fans that get, or friends that get on... Well, actually, they're not my friends. They were, and so I found out that they were about that lifestyle. Hey, listen. Everybody can have their own lifestyle. A naked man. Except that one. Catch you right out of my life. You're out. Hey, can I see your ID? Why? You know how you know who I am. Yeah, but I want to see how old you are. I can tell you how old I am. How old? 54. And you like Disneyland, right? Oh, love it. Yeah, well, you're dead to me. Nice knowing you. Jim, we've been friends for two decades. Yeah, not two seconds more, man. You're dead to me, bro. Beat A it. naked man. And take your wife with you. How old are your kids? 28. Do they like it? They love it. Take them too. You know what I'm saying? If you go there, you're, you're barely better than that guy who just got arrested. Barely. Going into the You committed a different kind of world. crime. All right, when we come back, how about, how about an ATP? How about a, you like that, Alvy? I got Alvy's stamp of approval for that one. I like that. How about a couple of ATPs? Hit me up. Welcome back. Let's do the ATP. I like what I see. ATP is the Ask the Pros, brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts. For all your car care needs, get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Jim, how terrible will those words taste when you have to take the grandkids to Disneyland? We're Matt in L.A., RJ. RJ, my dude, I don't have to do jack, and I won't be doing that. Are you sure you say that now, Rome? No, I say that now, and I say that then. By the time my kids have kids, if they do it appropriately and legitimately, I really will not be doing things I don't want to do. I'm already moving in that direction. Let's see here. Hey, Jim. Hi, Jim. Since you've glossed Adam Silver ears... By the way, I didn't. I use it. One of you clones did. Since you've glossed Adam Silver ears, what feature or body part would you gloss yourself? Bella B in Calgary. It's a trick question, Bella. You know self-glossing is not allowed. I would not do it. Nice try. They're all buttholes out there. They really are. This guy writes, Dear Mr. Rome, when you plant a collar... Do you guys nerd out and script it, or does the plant ad-lib the fake take? Todd in San Diego. 
I don't know, Toad. Let me ask you something. When you and your team of nerds sat down and spent all night coming up with a question that makes no sense at all, did y'all geek out and freak out when it got read on national radio, even though it made no sense at all? Come on, Toad. Do better. Do you, have you ever heard of this show? How many calls have I taken today, Todd? How many calls do I take most weeks, Todd? I bet we average a call a day except on beef days. Hey, yo, genius. If you've ever heard the calls on this show, they're not very good. No offense, callers. We don't plant Jack. We don't plant calls ever. Ever, ever, ever. If we did, they'd be good and they'd be entertaining. It's not ethical. It's not real. We don't do it, dude. Nice try. When you guys plant calls, do you nerd out and script it for them or let them ad-lib it? Have you ever heard a call to this show, Todd? If I scripted it, it'd be funny as hell and smart as hell. You know, like me. Scoop club. And how do you plant an ad-lib? What, 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 a plant means you fixed it. The fix was in for a plant. It's not an ad-lib. How do you plant an ad-lib? That makes no sense. Like we planned it, but we didn't. You mean I just found some random guy and said, hey, 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 I need you to call the show, but do whatever you want. Oh, you mean the thing that I do every day, all day, Toad? They're all planted then. If you're asking me, do you plant them and then just have them ad-lib it? Then yes, dude. I do it all day long when I give out the phone number. I say, call the show and do what you want. Yeah, you got me there, Todd. Come on, man. Do better. Do better. The ATP is ask the pros, not ask lame questions that make no sense with a bad attitude. Rome, after you got out of the family business, who influenced you and how did you get into broadcasting? Chris Immobile. See, now that, that's an interesting question. Keep in mind that I was already in the broadcasting business before I went into the family business, and I had a bad experience in broadcasting, so I did what any mature individual would do. I quit and had a bad attitude and tried to take a shortcut into the family business, which went even more horribly, so then my dad fired me. And then I got a job in sales, and it was hard. And I was not good at it. So I did what any tough-minded person would do. I quit that job, too. Basically, I was Bobby Petrino without the hog. I just kept quitting jobs. Well, he was getting fired from jobs. Anyway, the person who influenced me to get back, not get into, but get back into broadcasting. Because remember, I studied broadcasting and was heavily into broadcasting all through college. And then quit when I had a bad experience my senior year. I got a sales job working for the family business. I got fired. I got a sales job working for Harris Lanier. And I quit. The reason I quit was I was in the territory, not having success. And I called on this woman 
who sold telephone systems. She poached me. I worked for her, and I sucked at that. And this woman said to me, you're terrible at sales. You should go back into radio. It's all you ever talk about anyway. I said, you know what? I think you're right. So I called one of my contacts, and I got back in. So she was actually the one that put it in my head like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You suck at this job, and all you ever talk about is radio. You should be in radio. That's who the influence was. What am I doing here? For the ones who get it done, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call or click Granger.com or stop on by. Now we are done. Well, done with the man. show, but I've got an ATP. Check that. I've got a Jim Rohn podcast coming up. Devin McCourty. We're going to push that out in about an hour, hour and a half. Look for that. See you then. Out.